Hey, I just want you to know that uh, woman to woman, I've been having a relationship with your husband uh, mm -hmm. for the past few months. Uh, we are in love uh, and we want to be married. I've talked to your son uh, and he wants his father to be happy and and approves of our relationship so i know you were you only were married because uh you were pregnant uh and that you should let him go you don't love him and take care of him anymore uh and uh you should you know let release him uh and stop just using him for his money in the last few episodes we talked about the impact of roman scams on victims and what different organizations are doing globally to help these victims of romance scams. But there are other victims of these scams, the victims of identity theft. Imagine you posted something on Facebook and then a cyber criminal stole your pictures to create fake profiles and scam other people. And now these people, confused with the stories that they know about you, are reaching out to understand what's going on. And that scenario repeats itself day in, day out, for the rest of your life. Scam Rangers, a podcast about the human side of fraud and the people who are on a mission to protect us. I'm your host, Ayelet Bigger-Levine, and I'm passionate about driving awareness and solving this problem. Welcome to Scam Rangers. The last 10 days have been horrific as we observed acts of terror conducted by the Hamas in Israel. We also see the unfolding of layers of response and a war going on in social media. The misinformation, disinformation, and hate speech all reinforce the need to look at the Communication Decency Act and ask ourselves as a society, what level of responsibility are we going to take in order to protect humanity, to protect ourselves, to protect us from evil and from criminals. Today's scam ranger, Brian Denny, is a victim of identity theft, and he took his situation to step up and drive change. Together with Kathy Waters, his co-founder, he founded Advocating Against Romance Scammers. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. Great. Well, in a previous episode, we talked to your partner, Kathy Waters, in advocating against romance scammers. And today I wanted to, I'm really looking forward to talk to you about how you joined advocating against romance scammers and, and founded it with her, and also talk about your plans for the future. So I would love to start and, and get to know you a little bit and kind of hear about your background, actually, even before this whole scam plot unthickened for you. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Not, not a problem. Glad to, glad to start at the beginning. So uh, yeah, back before 2016, I was serving the United States Army and uh, was blissfully unaware of anything called romance scams. I got into this the old-fashioned way. I had my photos uh, taken, some photos that I had posted online, uh, some of which were online, some of which were uh, Department of the Army uh, Images were taken, and uh, I was made aware of this by someone reaching out to me. I was leaving the Army, and they said, hey, let me, uh, I thought somebody was trying to get my information to do a uh, an interview or something like that, because uh, I was looking for a job. So uh, I gave my phone number to a person. They called me and said, hey, I, I think I've been in touch with you. 
over the past few weeks. And uh, I said, nope, not me. She said, well, let me let me show you something. And she sent me pictures of me that had been sent to her. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that that's me, but we haven't been talking. And she said, well, let me send you something else. Uh, there were airline tickets with my name flying into Montreal, uh, Canada uh, to spend uh, a week with her. But I'm like, yeah, that that's not me. Um, and she said, well, you should just go on Facebook and put your name into the search engine and see what comes up. And I did. And there were about, uh, you know, there were double digits of profiles with my pictures and my and my name. Again, all pictures that uh, I had just posted uh, a couple of weeks prior, some army videos that had been taken, and uh, it was all very chilling, to say the least. And and uh, that's how it started for me. That's how I found out I was uh, involved in romance scams. Wow, that's really spooky. You know, you 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 post stuff online, you have your real identity, and then you create your digital identity, kind yeah. of who you are. It, it goes into romance, which we'll talk in a second about in a second, but it also can go to other places like people pretending to be you saying things that you don't agree with from a value Ooh. perspective, uh, pretending to be you. And I know we always say the internet remembers everything. And when <laughs> when you look for a job, which was what you were setting to do, they can find all these profiles on you and look up to social media and ask who's this person what is going on so it's scary beyond that element of romance scams it's it's really disturbing i i bet to to find that it was it wasn't it was unnerving like i said and i and, uh, and she reached out to me and found me on linkedin i mean she did some due diligence after the fact after she had been involved emotionally with this person and uh you know, in a, in a very short amount of time, uh, he had promised to come and stay with her and on, on leave from Syria. Uh, and, and he had pretended to be still serving in the army. And yeah, it was uh, it's unnerving because you don't know what else you've lost at this point. You're right. What what if he's giving opinions that I that me, you know, I mean, I disagree with, you know, but using my images and, and the like. So you don't know what else has been taken from you at that point, other than initially a, a dozen photos. Um that were, were used. What else is what else is missing, right? And that's another point. I know that many times when you talk about romance scams, we say, okay, there are these people who post a ton of images. They have Instagram profiles full of hundreds of photos, but it doesn't take that. It takes four to ten images to create a story that's good enough for a, a scammer to to lure victims into a relationship. No, that, that's right. I, I would say for the longest time, it was 12 photos that were used consistently. And the same photos continue to get used consistently. There's pictures of me in uniform, pictures of me and my son uh, when he's in his scout uniform, and pictures of uh, me and him uh, in, uh, with, with our horses on a farm in North Carolina. And so, and from those three pictures, you can paint a pretty good image of uh, a, a USGI stationed overseas and, you know, pick an area. Uh, my son's back in the States going to boarding school and we both have horses and we ride and all of a sudden he's been injured in a horse riding accident uh, at boarding school and I can't financially support him because I am deployed to a place where I can't get access to my money. And so that creates a scenario where if you could only help me just a couple of hundred bucks to make sure he's taken care of in the States, uh, that would be great. And from there, it kind of expands and, you know, and based on your knowledge of the military and, you know, you may be able to see through that or may, you know, know what's real and what's not real. 
Kathy and I uh, have both seen, uh, you know, people asking for money for medicines while they're a soldier and they're overseas and they've been wounded or sick. And, you know, people that that know the military know it's easy to see through that, know that the Army takes care of you. The Department of Defense takes care of you, no matter what service you're in. And uh, but if you don't know, it's it all sounds pretty believable, particularly if you want to believe. Right. If you if you right. want to believe this is true and why would this man in uniform lie to me? I mean, you know, the, the uniform brings with it a level of credibility the, from the from just a couple of three pictures. You can weave a pretty good lie to take advantage of people. Right. And and I, what from what I understand, it's it's not that they need to be that creative. It's one story of someone who's deployed overseas. It's the same plot. Right. Someone is deployed overseas that that justifies all the reasons why they can't yeah. always communicate why they can't come why they can't and then they have, there's always a child that they have that has to yep. that needs support and and so the specifics around you know a horse riding injury or something that relates to what is in the that's just a little twist that they need to create but it's always yeah. the same stories no I, I i tell yeah exactly i tell that story for a reason because i've seen that i've heard that i've had uh, people that have been involved in this tell me this, you know, this is what they thought. And it's time and time and time again. It's a story that works. And so if you've got a story that works, why change it? And so it may vary from country to country. It may vary from what, you know, the profiles may have, what different schools that I've been to. And they'll often misuse the ranks because people that are doing this don't always understand some of the very basic things like the rank structure and how it's supposed to work. And the people, the intended victim, the people that you're talking to don't necessarily understand the rank structure as well. I mean, my, my favorite is I'm a sergeant major and I went to West Point. Those two things don't really exist. I mean, you can be a sergeant major and you can go to, and you can go to West Point, but you know, that it doesn't happen that sergeant majors don't go to West Point. Commission in the Army go to West Point and they are not sergeant majors. So, you know, it, it's just little things like that. Or I'm a squad leader and I'm in charge of leading this humanitarian mission with 200 people. And again, it's just knowing the rank structure and, and, and things like that that can kind of help you pick it apart. And we try to provide information about this kind of thing on our on our uh, on our website. But you're right. It, it just takes a little bit of a story and uh, it's a continue. It's a story that gets played over and over. So and it works. So there's no reason to to deviate too much from that. So you come across this profile and you talk to this lady uh, who reached out to you via LinkedIn and you realize that your identity has been used for yeah. things that you're not happy about at all. So what happens next? So I thought, you know, I'm going to go on this crusade and I'm going to police this up. I'm like, there's, yeah, I, I can't remember. There was 20 to 30 easily identifiable fake profiles with same pictures, same spelling of my name. And, uh, and they were all on uh, Facebook. And, I, you know, I don't I don't have a crusade against Facebook. I, I've just that's the social media platform, the only one that I had really used. And so I, I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to engage them and I'm going to help them police this up and uh, they'll be very happy that I communicate and report profiles. Back in the day, I used to go report and you could leave notes and I would go into this, hey, I'm Brian Denny. I've got a Facebook page and, you know, I, I have found that, you know, my pictures have been used to create other Facebook pay, uh, pages. I know this violates community standards and I want to help out here. And I started going and, and reporting all these things. And this was back in, uh, in July uh, of 2016. And 
I labored under this delusion that something positive was being done. Uh, I mean, and it was delusional that the things would write themselves and I could fix this for several months by myself. And uh, I would get uh, and it kind of grew. And then uh, I would get notes from uh, in Messenger from, you know, you can get messages from people you don't know or are not friends with. I started going there and looking. I, I found this uh, and uh, and I would be, hey, I think this is you. And it would be, you know, my pictures again with a different name and uh, something that I hadn't searched for, you know, and uh, so I, you know, which was interesting and enlightening to me. And I would kind of give everybody, hey, I'm sorry this has happened. Yep, my pictures are being used like this. It's a scammer. And then I would go in and report those as well. But at the end of the day, not much was ever being done that I could see with Facebook. And I caveat that because I know that they claim that they're actively attacking this issue with uh, you know big, bigger and better algorithms and more people. I just don't see how it's made a difference, particularly when you know I have had uh, any time I've reported a fake profile, uh, I was never able to achieve uh, better than a 33% you know, success ratio uh, of getting pictures, my own pictures that I report as being me taken down. How did, did they ask you to prove you are who you claim to be? Uh, no, rarely. I mean, it is now, I, despite the fact that they, they know me. Um, and at one point in our meeting that we met with Kathy and I met with Facebook several times Okay. Um, and uh, the first time we met, they he never even heard of romance scams. It was a shock that this was going on. And uh, which you're was not a bit serious. Of, yeah, really? no, it, it was laughable. I mean, if it, you know, if, if it wasn't such a significant thing that affects so many people, it would be almost funny. But uh, but, you know, I met with they they pushed us in front of people, different people. Uh, so no real consistency there which also, to me, indicated a lack of seriousness there. Um, but they, they did provide eventually, hey, you could, when you have a, a, an account you can't get rid of, shoot, uh, email them to this lady and, you know, they would go away. And that was very useful. But this requires a human being to actually do the work. The algorithms, you know, they said when you crop or shade the picture, you know, it doesn't, their algorithms don't pick it up as me anymore, which we, Kathy and I made, several fake profiles ourselves or duplicate profiles of me and we shaded and cropped the images and it always identified me and it always identified a, you know a set of new a new set of friends mostly out of lagos nigeria where most of the the scams that uh, the, the scammers that were using my images were you know were coming from so not only did the algorithms identify me but they also identify another uh, a, a completely different demographic group of friends that uh you know were the, the people that were creating these scam pages. So Facebook, no, never really uh, delivered on its uh, promise to, hey, we'll help fix this and, you know, we'll get this right for you. And and we want to run a, a, a clean page. I found that largely untrue. And again, I, I've heard your your podcast, but uh, with folks that say they're working very hard, people don't understand the magnitude of the issue and, and a lot of, uh, you know, excuses why it ha has happened. But I would say, speaking from someone who's who, who's talked to, dozens upon dozens upon dozens of, of people that have been victimized through this and uh and have it policed up over three thousand fake profiles off of social media mostly have a facebook and know that there are still hundreds out there i find that the work that you know has 
that they've done somewhat lacks credibility in terms of policing up, make it a good, honest effort to do this. I mean, because it doesn't make money. And that, and that's just the plain truth. It actually, it costs them money to do this. It's not like, you know, in the, in the time that we talked about policing up the net, they, they built several other things, including Facebook Marketplace, which makes money. Another heaven for scams, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it all can be. It all can be. Kathy told us her part of the story, which uh, her mom's friend had uh, gone through a a scam and and it was, again, one of those profiles with your pictures and and you guys met. And then she suggested to try and formalize some work around this. And that's how you guys formed Advocating Against Roman Scammers. Trying to connect what you told us about your attempts to take down profiles and, and what your goals are from an advocacy perspective with Advocating Against Roman Scammers. Mm -hmm. I know it's not just Facebook, but how did you take that? Okay, we're trying to get down the profiles. It's not getting down to your mission. Yeah. So actually, Kathy coming on board was a godsend. It was it was around Thanksgiving time, 2016. As I said, I had labored under the delusion that I could make a difference. And uh, it it just wasn't happening. I I wanted to throw in the towel. But after 26 years in the Army, I'm, I'm not really trained to give up and Every time I saw my son's image being used or there was a, an image of me with one of my soldiers at Arlington uh, who was killed in Afghanistan. And I I would just get fired up and reinvigorated to, you know, get get rid of that stuff. And so uh, Kathy, yep, found found me and uh, several other people had offered to, hey, let's I, I want to help. Do, what can I do? And I was really at a loss to kind of to help shape that. Uh, and then sometimes the, there were people that had been scammed that just kind of wanted to continue a relationship or, or they uh, that they thought they had. And this wasn't really productive for me or or the victim. Kathy offered to help. And I'm like, OK, let's see what happens here. And uh, Kathy has been great. And uh, and it was uh, the driving before, force behind um, starting our not for profit. And what we hope to do uh, is really quite simple. It's the one thing that we can do is educate people about the dangers of romance scams, talk about romance scams. Uh, and uh, you may go, well, it's never going to happen to me. Okay, but how about talking to your mom, your sister, your grandmother, your aunt, right? And and, and it is, I, I understand my demographic. Uh, there's a lot of women, there's men that get taken advantage of in this way too, but it's a lot of women, particularly in romance scams. Um, and so uh, there, I want to have that dialogue. I want you to, if you go, well, I, I, you know, this could never happen to me. I've seen it happen to people all walks of life, all levels of education. You get taken advantage. People get taken advantage of when they're vulnerable and we're all vulnerable at some point in our life. So we talk about it through things like this podcast. Two, we are not lobbyists, but we do spend a lot of time uh, talking to elected leaders about uh, how this affects the constituents uh, in the in the states in which I come from. When we first started this, uh, it, it was uh, we would go in and give our spiel, and then go, okay, so how does this problem really affect you know people in the great state of pick pick one? And it was typically, well, I've never heard of romance scams, and it doesn't really affect my constituents. So we started arming ourselves with some very good data provided by the FBI that says this is by state how much money is lost to romance scams. And then when you look at it and think about so few of these crimes are reported because 
it is sensitive. It is embarrassing. People would just like to forget it and move on. And so not a lot of this gets reported. So that armed us with some metrics to go in and talk to people about. And people started kind of taking it a little more seriously. um, And then when they know that it reaches people from their home state. And so uh, and all that is in an effort to kind of shape, modify or, or do something to uh, the Decency in Communication Act, which basically allows all the people on social media to act with impunity in terms of what gets put up on their on their site. They're not you're not able to hold them liable or responsible for anything that, that gets posted because they run the bulletin board, not really the messages. That said, all of these entities have the ability to control what's placed on their sites to a degree. We all know that uh, over the last few years, that's been made a much a topic of conversation. And so should they be held responsible, particularly if they know this is happening, if they know so the, the scammers um, that go by names like Yahoo Boys, because that's kind of the generation in which they kind of came up there uh, and, and started, you know, when they openly post on different social media sites that this is what they do. They sell ID cards, they sell stories, they sell the information on how to get you started. And it's all in plain sight. And, and, you know, should folks be held accountable for that? I think so. It's illegal. You 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 couldn't put up a bulletin on a bulletin board and, and say, hey, I'm we're selling fake ID cards, fake Department of Defense ID cards. Uh, you know, give us a call. We can hook you up. You know, you couldn't post that. Right. Uh, without being held liable. So why should why should you get away with it? You know, on social media. So so that's kind of the second thing is is to help shape in the 230 and, and inform people and that uh, are looking at the Decency and Communication Act. Uh, and the third thing, of course, would be to bring justice to some of the, the scammers. That's really hard to do, considering uh, many of them are overseas and uh, you're dealing with international law. And it all requires the, the assistance of the, the, the nation that this is uh, you know coming out of. So those are three really, really important goals that you guys have. And I know that you also, uh, maybe this aligns with uh, goal number one, driving awareness. You have managed to get a day, uh, which is considered, it recognizes International uh, Romance Scam Awareness Day, uh, October 3rd. And yeah. uh, the first time was this year. And you guys had a lot going on around October 3rd. So I wanted to ask you to summarize from your perspective. Uh, first of all, again, congratulations for driving that and creating that day. I know that many organizations joined you and collaborated with you to help drive awareness on that day. So tell us a little bit about the activities and the results and how you how you feel about it. Are you, you know, do you do you feel like you guys reached your goals for that day? Yeah, no, it was uh thanks for bringing that up. It was great. So there are different days of the year that are always associated to, uh, you know, different causes and, and things. And some of those often stand out to you and, uh, you know, get a lot of attention. And so we thought, hey, you know, why wouldn't we have one for uh, Romance Scam? So uh, we kind of focused on October 3rd uh, and, uh, and, and did the uh, required paperwork and uh, jumped through the appropriate hoops and justification to have October 3rd declared the World Romance Scam Prevention Day. And we thought it would be kind of a neat thing and uh, we would get some local attention and get, you know, do maybe a one hour webinar and, and kind of talk about 
some of the things that are associated with uh, romance scams. And, and yeah, we were, we were wrong. It, it, it wasn't a very small thing. It was actually really a big thing. And uh, we were wrong in a very good way. But we had uh, well over 200 people uh, registered uh, to attend the seminar. We thought, okay, well, this will be just mostly a, uh, a U.S. thing. I, we are aware that romance scams take place. It's a global epidemic. But we had uh, folks sign up for the webinar from Finland, Indonesia, Australia, uh, Austria, Bulgaria, UK, Germany, Italy, and, uh, and a host of other folks. Uh, in fact, in, in UK, they expanded what we were doing and said, hey, we're going to do this for 48 hours. They used our, our logos. They used some, some of our talking points, our data. And it was really pretty cool. I mean, in, in a country, you know, we're, we are working and Kathy and I have been up to uh, and talked to uh, our congressional leaders uh, a number of times to try to you know, kind of shape this fight and bring attention to it. And in other countries like UK, they're really doing a, a great job, a better job uh, at bringing attention to this problem. I mean, they took 48 hours uh, and and really kind of did a deep dive on some issues and, and blasted out a lot of facts. And it was really, it was neat to see that, that, that they wanted to use some of our stuff and um, kind of do this in partnership. So it really was a good thing. Uh, we had some great uh, sponsors that uh, helped out and supported this because it wasn't free. Uh, but folks like at Match Group, uh, you know, you would think what, you know, Match Group, they they're a dating site, right? They they own, you know, half a dozen plus uh, dating sites and dating sites are, you know, often flooded with this kind of thing. Well, unlike some of the social media platforms, some like Match Group actually see, you know, fake profiles and scammers as a blight. Uh, and that's the word I would use when I'm when you see me, I'm not on any uh, dating site, happily married. When you see me on a dating site, I'm a, I'm a blight on that site. It's going to result in a contact. Uh, if you reach out to, to somebody you think is, is me, it's going to re result in a, a, you know, at best a, a negative contact where nothing's exchanged. It's, it's, it's temporary, no feelings, no money. Uh, but on the worst case, I am a bad experience for somebody who, who gets romantically involved and, and loses money. And so they want to police up their sites and, and keep them, you know, to keep them legit for people that are actually looking for relationships. So I think that's really remarkable, really admirable. Um, and they were huge in helping uh, do this. They got uh, Jonathan Bennett, if you've ever seen uh, Mean Girls, or in that movie to uh, yeah. do a shout out. Um, I guess uh, I did not know, but October 3rd may have been Mean Girls Day uh, prior to this as well. And so now we all share the, this in common, Mean Girls and World Romance Camp Prevention Day all in the same boat. But yeah, it was uh, it was really neat. We had a lot of great uh, folks, a AARP, uh, Electronic Care Caregiver, all, you know, some really good organizations that, you know, made this possible. So and some great speakers as well. Someone had been a victim of this. And then there was some other groups that, you know, kind of talked the FBI talking stats and reporting process, what you can do, and then uh, some some information on the surviving the scam. And, uh, you know, this was really kind of how to recover, what to, how, how to stay out of the trap. And then if you do get in it, you know, how to take care of yourself, you know, coming out off the backside of this thing, because there is a recovery process you have to go through. And it's hard to recover when you don't want to talk about it. From my perspective, I see people that don't want to report, don't want to talk to authorities or folks because they're so embarrassed by this. But this is not 
something that you need to be embarrassed about. This is you've been taken advantage of by professional scam artists. And uh, I think talking about it is is part of recovering and healing from it and moving on. And so there was a lot of great advice on how to report, who to talk to, how to share your story. And, and so the next person doesn't get taken advantage of. So yeah, it was really it was really good day. It's it would be easy to kind of look at this and go, okay, yeah, there's just a, some money and uh, you know some people got taken advantage advantage of in a romance scam. So what? The, the so what is it has such a devastating effect on people's lives who get who have in, in in some cases given absolutely their last dime, have mortgaged their house, have lost it all. And so there's a, a, a huge financial loss and there's an emotional loss uh, to know that at this point in your life, you know, again, emotionally vulnerable, often because the, the, the loss of a, a spouse or loved one. Uh, and now you're rebuilding and you've given everything away because you think this is real and it's not real and uh, you will not ever recover your losses. And, and, you know, you should be in the golden years of your life and it's just not going to happen for you. And so to see so many people working together to fight this uh, and to bring awareness about it and, and hopefully get those that perpetuate this kind of crime brought to justice. It was really good and really, really rewarding. That's amazing. And and it's important for you guys to stop and celebrate because you are making a difference and you are driving change and awareness and glad to see organizations like the Match Group join in on this. It, at the end of the day, as my husband always says, it's all about the money. So for social media, unfortunately, it doesn't align with their goals, right? For the dating platforms want the profiles to be legitimate because there are subscription Payers yeah. are the users of the platform. But as we know, for social media, the users of the platform are, are not the customers yeah. of the social media platform. The customers are the advertisers. And that's really tricky. So when I talk about the scam life cycle and all the unwitting accomplices, and I'm not blaming anyone for wanting anyone to be scammed. Uh, but if we, you know, we, we have the telcos and the, with text messages and, and social media and then the the dating sites and then the banks that allow the flow of money, et cetera, et cetera. The, those that will suffer pain will be the ones stepping up and helping. And, and I'm really happy to see this help starting, but I want to definitely want to see more from more parties. And you mentioned UK. One of the things about UK is that now financial institutions are going to start reimbursing customers or continue but start by law to reimburse customers for scams in 2024. So they have been on this journey with organizations for a while. And we see banks uh, launching campaigns and, and supporting their customers, helping them with romance scams, uh, like the Stop the Scale with Santander and others that are yeah. getting behind this. So I hope to see more of that also here in the U.S. and other places globally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I wanted to touch a point which is rarely touched when we talk about romance scams and, and romance scam victims. We talk about the victims that are lured into relationships and, and being scammed, which is heartbreaking. But there's also a victim side to identity theft. And we, we talked about a few points of having your profile used and yeah. using those, pro, those fake photos to scam people and kind of feeling personal. But I know there are other stories that are a little, you know, even more harsh with regards to identity theft victims. Uh, and I'm sure you meet a lot of those as well. What do you think is the impact uh, beyond what we've discussed earlier, what, beyond what happened to you for identity theft victims? 
it, it's it's really tough. I mean, I, I, it is. Uh, I guess it depends on the person and how they kind of deal with this. I, I know some people are able to go. Well, they've got a few pictures of me, so you know what's the what's the big deal? I don't really. I can't do anything about it. And that's one way to look at it. And then another way to look at it and how how I look at it is, yeah, you you you're taking my images and and particularly the ones in uniform and using them for purposes that uh, are, are are unkind. And so it, it is, uh, you know, I, I joined the army because I detest bullies and those who take advantage of others. And, and now my pictures are used to do just that. And so I've seen. Uh, a lot more folks like me whose images are being used that are that don't like it, don't don't approve of it, that are willing to stand up now and say, hey, this has happened to me. I, at first, I was I was mortified of it. I, I was embarrassed that this has happened. I'm like, what? I did something wrong. I shouldn't have posted any pictures online. Then I looked and I like, hey, you know, a number of these are uh, I, I posted them on the on the social media website so my friends and family could see. And that's exactly why I got on. Uh, because I, I'd spent so much time in Europe, I don't have a good way to contact and, and stay in touch with my friends in Europe. And, and in the 26 years I spent in the army, I'm like, this would be kind of cool. And so begrudgingly, I finally got on social media and threw some photos out there. And the next thing you know, I'm, this is happening. But, you know, I, I wanted to be there. Um, you know, probably the, the toughest part about this is when I meet people uh, that know that I'm fighting this fight and doing this, they go, oh, is that still going on? And I go, yeah, this will always go on. This will always be a thing. This will be a thing in my life forever. Uh, unless unless people stop giving money to folks that they only know online. Because as long as it's profitable, as long as having two or three photos uh, of, of me or, or, or people like me that have had their images used in this, unless people stop giving money to, to people, those photos, that's what you're doing. People pretending to be others, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a thing in my life. When I, early on, very few people actually react in a hostile way to me. I'm pretty lucky in that respect. My wife gets the hostile ones, but very few people react in a hostile way to me. But early on, one lady said, well, you know, you should do more to, uh, to stop this, I said, well, you know, I've got a website. I, I posted tons of information. I do podcasts and and this kind of thing. And uh, we're working on not-for-profit status back in, you know, the day when we first started for our cause. And she said, well, you, you really ought to do more. And at some point, don't, you know, your pictures will be, you know, you'll be old and your pictures will be ugly and, uh, you know, they won't use them anymore. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, one, it's not really about uh, the pictures and the pictures, you know, good looking. Uh, I don't think that has a lot to do with it. I think uh, it's more along the lines of what what story you can create out of the pictures. So I think there's a, a median in there. But I, I did tell her that well, the pictures are the pictures, right? The pictures don't grow old. The pictures are the same pictures they've used. My my kids are ever, forever frozen in in time back in 2016 when this you know when this started, and so they never age. It's always right. the same you know, kind of thing. The pictures don't grow old and they'll always have these pictures. And so unless it just becomes non-profitable uh, for people to do, to to use these kind of images and scams, this will continue to happen for the rest of my, for the rest of my life. So, and, and, that, and that, that's nothing. And, and that woman is kind of blaming the, a victim, right? She's blaming yeah. you, but it, it's not, it's definitely not your fault. And I wanted to ask you something. You kind of mentioned, by the way, in passing, uh, my, my my wife 
gets the vicious ones. Can you elaborate on that? Because that's another impact, right? It's not just you getting angry phone calls from women who think they're in a relationship with you, but yeah. it impacts your family as well. Yeah, no, I, it absolutely touches, in one way or another, it touches every member of my family, to include my mom and dad who still have a landline, uh, getting phone calls from people that are looking to link up with me. And this still this still happens. Um, my kids, um, two of which are two of which are active on social media, two of which are not. Uh, but we scrub their their messages uh, and you know kind of block people that are uh, moving through them to to get in touch with me or my wife. But they'll have people that are trying uh, following them or sending the friend request. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's a scammer. But my wife, as I mentioned, really gets the tough one. So for me, most people reach out and go, well, we, we you know, I want to confirm that, that uh, you're the guy using the scams. And I think I've been talking to someone who's pretending to be you. And I just want you to know that. And, and uh, I go, yep, that they're trying to validate, you know, kind of their experience. My wife gets the ones that, and they always come as I'm away on business travel or something like that, where it's, hey, I just want you to know that uh, woman to woman, I've been having a relationship with your husband uh, mm -hmm. for the past few months. Uh, we are in love uh, and we want to be married. I've talked to your son uh, and he wants his father to be happy and and approves of our relationship so i know you were you only were married because uh you were pregnant uh and that you should let him go you don't love him and take care of him anymore uh and uh you should you know let release him uh and stop just using him for his money uh and and my wife and i oh my god you know, my wife takes all this in and goes okay so uh you know, and and she'll go into the well. Thank you for letting me know this. Uh, when was the last time you actually met with my husband? And the answer is always the same. I've never actually met your husband. We've been having this relationship online, and my and my wife will be well. Um, thank you again. Uh, I think you've been talking with a scammer. Who all, these are several links to different articles that he's done, podcasts that he's done. This is a link to his not-for-profit that he's established to talk about this. Please take a look here and see if this doesn't fit your situation. Uh, and it is, yes, he said you would say that, but he's the real... Uh, when you want to believe something, right, you're going to believe it no matter how much evidence is put in front of you. And she'll say, well... My wife will go back to, well, you, you are talking with scammers. Uh, you are being scammed. Uh, I want you to know that. My husband and I are, have a, uh, a great marriage. We're very happy. And uh, and you have not been talking to him. And it never gets better from there. It is, nope, you are, you know, I've been talking to the real guy. And this is what's going on. And, and, and my wife, you know, God bless her. She tries to uh, do the right thing. And, and she'll go on for, you know, with it for a while. But, you know, these are these can be protracted engagements, conversations, and there's one or two hardliners every month, every month that, nope, I'm in a I'm in a serious relationship with your husband We and have been, but I've never met him and you are the problem. And my wife just goes, OK, let's start from the beginning. And uh, it's tough. She, you know, and I, and I, I've told her you, you can't, when somebody has believed this and wants to believe this 
and is committed to this 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 fantasy, there's really little you can do. I, I applaud her trying to point him in the right direction with the web page and stuff, but it it typically just doesn't get any better. It it won't get better. That's a very hard. First of all, definitely you hit the jock butt with your wife, and God God bless her. But I'm just thinking about all the identity theft victims who do not have a website and are not advocates because they have you know you chose to step up and do this, but I'm sure there are thousands out there that cannot yeah. send to links and do not know what to do. So this is also maybe a point for them to, to, to use the links from advocating against romance scammers to educate. Yep. I'm sure they are getting calls. And I also heard about threats from husbands of sure. romance scam victims. So someone who was in a relationship inside of a marriage where she uh, or he reached out and had this relationship online and then the uh, spouse of the victim finds out and threatens the true person, not the scammer right. uh, who was not at all involved in this. That that's a very, there, there's a couple of things that have, yeah, that haven't happened yet, but will happen. That's one. The second is I used to post like I'm, I'm a member of so, on several boards of, of things and we have associations and meetings and I used to post, Hey, looking forward to seeing everybody at, at this event. I don't do that anymore because someone is going to show up and it, it is going to happen. And it's going to either be someone who was scammed. Right. And uh, it's looking for, the, you know, me because they think they've been in a relationship or it's going to be the spouse of someone that I think that, you know, that's going to happen. I, again, I don't share much about, you know, I, I still I, I travel for personal and, you know, personal enjoyment with my family and, and for business. But I don't you know, most everything we post is after the fact, because at some point it's going to catch up. And there's a, a, a fictional world that someone's been, you know, living in and they've got something to prove or settle. And then there's reality. And those will link. Those are going to collide at some point. Well, before we wrap up, now that October 3rd is passed, I wanted to ask you, what are the immediate next steps for advocating against romance scammers? What are your goals now moving forward? Sure. And so I, I think uh, really to capitalize on uh, the success of uh, the day, I think uh, we'll use the next just short of 365 days to, <laughs> to continue to do good work uh, that to all the folks that... Um, came forward during the day to, to say, hey, I'd like to be involved. And um, could would you be interested in presenting here or being on on this podcast to, to do more good work and to ramp up uh, for the next October 3rd? Great. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining the podcast, for sharing your your side of the story and for everything that you do to drive awareness and advocate against Roman scammers. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, and you're, again, uh, you know, you're helping us achieve our number one goal by talking about the issue and uh, you're a colleague in the fight and, and supported, uh, you know, supported our day, uh, mine and yours. And uh, together, uh, you, you did, a, a, you've done great work uh, along this line. And uh, it's, it's uh, important to, you know, recognize what you're doing. So, hey, thank you for your support of the day. And uh, anytime Kathy and I or any of our other folks get a chance to be on, we'd love to that to have an opportunity to, to tell that story. Sounds great. Looking forward to having another conversation soon. Have a great day. Thank you, ma'am. You too. Bye-bye.